What's up, mi gente? And welcome to the very first season and very first episode of Local for Horror, starring me, your boy, your host, Ray Bonilla. First, I would like to start off by thanking those that have already liked, subscribed, and downloaded the trailer episode. I really appreciate it, and I hope you like what's to come in the first season of this horror podcast. This week, I'm going to discuss some news, talk about some trailers that caught my interest, and I'm going to review the much-anticipated Evil Dead Rise. But first, as I mentioned the trailer podcast, as a Latino, my focus will be to acknowledge the Latino contribution to the horror genre, both currently and in the past. So with that being said, here's some news. It's being reported that Melissa Berrera, better known to horror fiends for her role as Sam in Scream 5 and Scream 6, is reuniting with the production radio, the production company Radio Silence. So Radio Silence, uh, if you don't know, it has been responsible for Ready or Not and, of course, the Scream 5 and Scream 6 franchise. Um, so she signed on to Universal Studios, a project with Radio Silence and Universal Studios. And for those that don't know, Universal Studios, you know, they're responsible for monsters like Dracula, the Mummy, Frankenstein, so on and so forth. So I guess the the news right now is like, is this going to be a remake of those horror monsters, or is it, or is it going to be something new? Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. But um, felicidades to Melissa and uh, congratulations on your career so far. It's really blossoming. And that's that's great to see, especially from a Latino, you know, seeing a Latina come up and be like the new Scream Queen. So so that's pretty awesome. Um, in other news, um, it was reported that James McAvoy will be starring in an American remake of the Danish film Speak No Evil. Now, Speak No Evil was such an interesting movie. I mean, it's a slow burn where you don't know exactly what's going on, but once the story reaches its climax, man, I'm telling you, it's a gut punch to your soul. And it's an ending that will leave you with your jaw on the floor. It's a fantastic movie. And it's one of those movies that you just want to discuss with someone after you watched it. But I will say this. I do despise when recent foreign movies are being remade for a speaking English audience. I know they're catering to people that, that speak English, but I, re- I really feel that people who, you know, don't see subtitled movies are really missing out on some really, like, great foreign horror movies. But not only foreign horror movies, but, but you know, just movies overall. Um, so, like, I, I kind of don't like that. Um, but, you know, I always feel like you could just go back and, and see the movie on your own the way it was intended to be, like the original version. Um, and then who knows what's going to go on, because as we all know, um, these American movies, they'll they'll either dumb it down or they'll, they'll change the ending and, you know, make it a little more happy-go-lucky in this movie. The reason why it's so effective is because it's the ending. There's so much going on and, you know, you're, you're excited to see what's going on. And then when the ending finally does happen, it's kind of like, oh, shit, like this is fucking crazy um so overall the movie is fantastic but you know i'm, I'm hoping that the remake version you know does does its best to to keep true to the original foreign version um so that's that's just the news that's going on um that just happened uh, either this week or last week um so now i just want to talk about some trailers that you know that were released recently um there are some really good ones out there um but like I said before, I'm going to focus more on Latinos and, and what they're doing, um, which is great. But uh, the, the, the trailer that came out most recently was Hypnotic, uh, starring Ben Affleck. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is because it's being directed by Roger, Robert Rodriguez. Um, those who don't know, Robert Rodriguez is responsible for Planet Terra and, of course, From Dust to Dawn. Um, 
so this trailer was it was uh it was interesting um i wouldn't say it's necessarily horror um but it was definitely like a psychological thriller it kind of reminded me of like a, a mix between inception and probably the adjustment bureau that's that's how wacky it, it kind of seems but it, i mean it looked it looked pretty decent um so definitely check it out i'm gonna try to have these trailers up um with links to the spotify on you know on the podcast website not necessarily spotify but just on the podcast website or if not definitely go like uh my facebook page it's local for horror um i also want to add that the film also stars uh alisa alisa braga i i i know the name is spelled out like alice braga but I was watching, I think, a show or someone just mentioned it, and they pronounced it Alisi. So I'm going to go with Alisi Braga. Um, the next trailer I want to talk about is The Boogeyman. So The Boogeyman stars Sophie Thatcher, and she plays a, a young teen, Natalie, in Yellow Jackets, which is a great show, by the way. So she plays the teen Natalie in that show. And then we have Vivian Lyra Blair who plays a young Princess Leia in Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Disney Plus series. Uh, and she was really great in that series. So I look forward to, to her work in the future. But the best thing about The Boogeyman is that it's based on a 1973 short story by Stephen King. And the interesting thing about this movie is that it was originally going to be released on Hulu. But after positive reviews during test screenings, it was given a theatrical release. Now... Needless to say, I was like totally creeped out with this trailer. Um, and usually trailers, they don't creep me out. But this one has some really good um, jump scares and some pretty good visuals. So I look forward to this, um, to this movie. And of course, the last movie that I could think of off the, off the top of my head that had this where it was supposed to be released. Uh, this movie was supposed to be released on HBO Max. Um, but then again, this one had a great test audience score. And they move it to the theaters. And that movie was Evil Dead Rise. And as soon as I get to my review, you're going to see that it's definitely worth the trip to the movie theater to go see Evil Dead Rise. And it was I think it was a good choice, an excellent choice to um, not necessarily take it off HBO Max, but not premiere it on HBO Max. Um, I think this one definitely needs to be seen in the big crowd. And the sound alone is just amazing. So I think it was a good idea that, you know, the powers that be, if you will, decided to not, you know, premiere Evil Dead Rise on HBO Max, but definitely show it in the theater, in the theaters. Uh, that was definitely a good choice. Um, so I'm happy about that. Um, another trailer that was released was um, the newest installment uh, in the Insidious franchise. And this one is called Insidious the Red Door. So one interesting fact about uh, the latest installment is that it's being directed by Patrick Wilson. And for those that don't know, Patrick Wilson was the star of one and two. And um, yeah, and he's had like a couple of appearances in the, the, the other installments. Um, but this one looks really good. Um, looks interesting. And, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how Patrick Wilson does in his, uh, the, I don't know if that's his directorial debut, but I definitely look forward to seeing him and his uh, his vision of the, the latest Insidious um, movie. So it's called Insidious The Red Door. Um, looks pretty good. It, it, it seems like they have everybody from the original movie. So that's that's uh, that's good, great to see. Like those the phenomenal actors in the first one. So, you know, I think they'll continue that in the latest installment. 
So I'm just going to briefly mention two more trailers. Um, anyone that knows me knows that Freddy Krueger is like my favorite horror villain or like greatest horror character. Like he's he's an icon. Um, so they they made a documentary on Robert England, and it's called um, Hollywood Dreams and Nightmares. Robert England. Um, I look really look forward to that because Robert England is like he's just phenomenal as Freddy. Like they're. There could be no other Freddy but Robert England. You know, they tried that in the remake and it did not go well. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this documentary and seeing, you know, the life of, of Robert England from, you know, going from quote unquote regular actor to being this horror icon. icon. And then the last trailer I'll talk about is a, a movie called Talk to Me. Um, this one looked pretty good. It's uh, It seems like it's a possession movie, but it seems like it's... Uh, a new take on the Possession movie, uh, which I I love. I love that, you know, they, they take a subgenre and then people make it their own. Um, movies like Asmodexia, Inner Demons, and uh, The Exorcism of God. Those were two that, that off the top of my head, um, kind of like took the Possession movie and made it their own. And it was, you know, something new to see. So it's it's uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that movie. It looks uh, looks pretty good. Um, but again, you know, I'll, I'll have these trailers on the info section of this podcast, podcast episode, or if not, you know, just go like the, my Facebook page and it'll be there uh, for everyone to see. But, um, yeah, so that's it. That's, uh, you know, some news and some news on some trailers that came out, just my thoughts. So definitely check out the trailers and let me know what you think. Um, uh, either way, I think it's a good time to be a, a horror fan right now, but the moment you've all been waiting for, the moment I know I've been waiting for, is my review for Evil Dead Rise. So I want to start off by saying that, you know, I'm not going to give a traditional review of, of like just movies overall, horror movies. Um, I'm just going to tell you what I liked or didn't like about the movie. And I'm not going to go into like a 3000 word, like I say, like the New York Times does. <laughs> it's literally just going to be straightforward. I'm going to tell you what I liked, you know, what I didn't like, what I thought maybe could make the movie better. Um, I don't really like doing that because if that's the case, then maybe I should be making movies and I don't. Um, but I respect the process. I respect the decisions that these filmmakers make. Um, so yeah, so basically uh, Evil Dead, man, like it's it's one of the best franchises out there. Like every movie, it's its, it's, its own movie. Uh, the first one was creepy as fuck. Um, I remember seeing it for the first time and being scared like shitless about it. Uh, and then Evil Dead 2 was a little more comical, but it was still like a fantastic watch. And then you have, of course, Army of Darkness, which took it you know, to a whole other new level. But it's still like a phenomenal movie and, you know, a fun movie, if you will. Then came the dreaded remake or reboot or whatever they want to call it nowadays. Um, but... To say that I was impressed and I still watch it to this day um, is not an exaggeration. Like, I love what they did with the remake of Evil Dead. I thought um, they did a great job with that. Um, so, yeah, so this is a, a new take on Evil Dead. And uh, just going to give my, my, my two cents, if you will. So, Evil Dead Rise, you know, follows your typical setup. There's a book found. People read from the book. Play a record. And boom. The Deadites are on the attack. Um, one of the best things about Evil Dead Rise is 
the absolutely amazing performance from Alyssa Sutherland as Ellie, the mother of three that becomes the first victim of possession. She absolutely kills this role. I mean, pun pun pretty much intended. Like, she kills the role um, as a deadite. She's absolutely horrifying and totally embraces the role. Then you have Lily Sullivan as Beth, who plays Ellie's sister. And she's also phenomenal. I mean, I can't imagine how difficult it was to play that character and all the crazy shit she goes through. I also absolutely love the most of the action, that most of the action takes place in an apartment. Now me, living in New York City, and after seeing Scream 6 and now Evil Dead, and both of them embracing the apartment, <clears throat> sorry, the apartment setting, just puts a smile on my face. Um, I will add, of course, living in New York City, at times you may hear like some sirens, you may hear my dog bark, you may hear people arguing, but that's New York City, man. Like, you know, just expect the unexpected, as they say. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I love the fact that, you know, the the apartment setting and, and everything happening, uh, mostly in the apartment, uh, not a majority, but, you know, a good amount of time in the apartment. It's It just makes the movie so much fun. Um, I also love that there's a, a lot of homages to other movies like Halloween and Aliens and The Shining. Um, also, what I really loved about this is that you can tell that there's a love and respect for the franchise. Um, the way the director directed everything and then there's little... Um, Little, you know, again, homages to like the other Evil Dead movies. It's, it's just fantastic, and I love that the director went that way with this. It it shows that you know he he cared about the franchise and really wanted to make a good movie. Now, what everybody wants to know is that is it bloody? It's fucking bloody, like absolutely bloody. And I don't mean like somewhat bloody. I mean like gallons of blood, bloody. You can say there's a plethora of blood. Uh, that goes out to any fans of the, the three amigos out there. But um, anyway, I, uh, you know, I digress. Uh, there's one scene in an elevator where I can't imagine how that was filmed. It must have been crazy, um, like tough. Like just just putting the actors to what they go through in that elevator scene. Like I can't wait till the Blu-ray comes out, and I can't wait to watch the director's commentary or listen to the director's commentary. So, you know, to see how they filmed that scene, because it's it's just crazy. Um, and I can't wait for everybody to watch it. Like, it's it's bananas. I was watching. It was just like this. Like, I can't believe what I'm seeing here in that, that elevator scene. Um, there's also a fantastic use of sound and music in this movie. And my honest opinion, if you can see it in Adobe Cinema screen, like, absolutely do it. You will not be disappointed. Like the sound, the music, like it just it envelops you, and like you 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 become like part of the movie. That's how like intense and great the the music and sound effects were. The other thing that I loved about this movie is that there's some some great iconic scenes in it. Um, I mentioned the elevator scene. Um, then you got the the cheese grater scene. For anybody that's you know that tries to keep up to date with horror movies and or follows any of the actors or the director on social media or the movie itself, you'll see that there's a lot of uh, references to the cheese grater or a cheese grater. And um, yeah, needless to say, uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's out there and, and, and one of the, the best things of the movie. Um, another thing that I really loved was that it's uh, it's very fast-paced. 
It's very fast paced and it's if the running time is like 90 minutes, maybe a little over. And personally, me, I love when a horror movie is like 90 minutes or at the most an hour and 45 minutes. Like, I think that's a good running time for a horror movie. Like, I'm not here to see a drama and all this other stuff. Like, yes, I love caring for the characters because, you know, that that's what gets you emotionally invested uh, in the movie. But if you can't do that in a 90 minute or an hour, 45 minute runtime, then, you know, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like draw back. Uh, there's very rare um, instances where, you know, a movie over 90 minutes um, works. I'll say Terrifier 2 works that way. Um, but even that movie, I could have probably trimmed down in like maybe 15, 20 minutes. But um, but yeah, um, the one thing I do want to say is that what I didn't... I don't want to say... Yeah, okay, my only complaint about the movie. I don't want to say what I didn't like. But my only complaint about the movie was that when the movie originally was announced, it was said that it was going to take place in the city and in a in a building. I don't know if they necessarily said a high-rise building, but they did say a building. Um, so my first thought was, you know, the movie Demons 2. Yeah, that movie came out in 1982, and that movie really um, took that plot where demons just basically overran the building, and it was great to see. So I, I thought... In Evil Dead Rise, I was going to see like a horde of deadites uh, just attacking residents of this building. Um, unfortunately, that doesn't happen. But, you know, honestly, um, the fact that they kept it within this family uh, was very effective. Like, it, it made you care about the characters um, a lot more. So, I, you know, it, it wasn't much of a disappointment. You know, it's it's still a phenomenal film, and I think it was a great choice to keep it down to that family um, setting, if you will. Um, but it's a well done horror movie, and you know, like you're you're literally you're literally sitting there with your eyes glued to the screen. Um, so definitely go see it, and again, definitely go to Adobe Cinema Theater room because yeah, I, the the sound alone is just bananas. Um, but once the movie was done, like my very first thought, and this is how you know the movie was good, is that I couldn't wait to see it again. Like I couldn't wait to to see all the stuff that I had seen and just like rewatch it again. That's that's how great this movie is. Um, but yeah, um, the other thing I want to say is that the beginning kind of makes it seem like there's going to be a post credit a post credit uh, scene. Unfortunately, there's not. Um, but I still recommend that you sit through the credits. I am very respectful of the, the movie making process. And I always find it respectful to, you know, see all the, the names of the people that worked, um, on the movie. Um, but yeah, like I know that I went to a special screening of it about two weeks ago and the theater is just waiting for that end credit scene and waiting for that end credit scene. And unfortunately it never happened. However, it does not take away from the movie at all. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, definitely go see Evil Dead Rise. Uh, fans of the franchise will not be disappointed. This one, I think, will bring in new fans to the franchise, which is always great. Um, so it's it's a fun ride. So I'm going to end this with my rating. So my rating for Evil Dead Rise is 
four out of five chainsaws. Uh, leaving the, the fifth one because it's it's more my personal choice. I thought it would have been better um, if they had a horde of deadites. Um, so that's that's the only reason why I, I taken away a star. But um, but either way, it's it's a fun movie. I can't you know mention how great fun it is and how much people of the franchise are going to love it. So definitely go check it out. Evil Dead Rise. Go check it out in the theaters. I mean, it's that's the best way to watch it, honestly. Um, and then, and I know that when the Blu-ray comes out, um, I'm definitely going to cop it because it's. I just can't wait to see it again. Um, so yeah, once again, Evil Dead Rise. My official review is four out of five chainsaws. Um, I mean, so so there you have it, local and local horror fans. Uh, that's that's the end of this podcast. I hope you enjoyed, and um, I'll talk to you next week. I'm your host, Ray Bonilla. Peace. Be safe. Bye.